It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Candy Waller is here today on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Join me to talk about training camp, what she saw over the weekend, and then as we got week three started with Washington Commanders, what we expect in this first lead up to the first preseason game, and a little bit more. All that coming right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are, again, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app. Your CBS affiliate in Washington, D.C. has a new app that is a game changer for local sports and DMV coverage. Just download the WUSA 9 Plus app now for your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. I'm David Harrison covering your Washington Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Commanders Country. My co-host Chris Russell not here for this episode, but you find him on the Team 980 with Pete Medhurst Monday through Friday, 9 to noon Eastern or anytime along with this show on the Odyssey app. No matter how you're tuning in, we appreciate you making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen or view of the day. Join now here on the Locked On Commanders podcast by Candy Waller at Seawall, S-E, that's C-W-A-L-L-S-E, Seawall Sports and Entertainment, who's got you covered for all the DMV sports, which of course, Candy, means the Washington Commanders, which is where I've gotten to meet you this year and, and getting to know you a little bit and hanging out on the sideline, talking football and observing observing the uh, eventual 2022-2023 Super Bowl champion uh, Washington Commanders, right? I think we're all in agreement there, potentially. So some some interesting things happening. Um, you know, look, I'm in Tampa this week. Uh, I'm, I'm here on assignment covering the Buccaneers. You know, I, I cover the Bucks and Commanders for Sports Illustrated and for the podcast network that I work for. So every once in a while, I got to shift down south of Florida to do my my Bucks due diligence. So that's what I'm doing this week. So since I can't be on ground training camp, Candy, I know you're there. You're mm-hmm. one of the people that I talk to the most while we're there. So I figured we bring you in. And let's start with Saturday, because while I was driving to Tampa, you and and thankfully a good amount of, of Commanders fans were in FedEx field watching practice so what was your kind of general takeaway from and and the feel really from the fans as well uh from the saturday practice at fedex field dave listen saturday at fedex field was it was exciting it was exciting you know sometimes it's like oh okay fan practice not really sure how many fans are going to come out if anyone is going to come out and i was really pleased to see the turnout on saturday um fans were engaged the entire time i mean of course as the players and the coaches are coming out of the tunnel to get ready um for warm-ups and practice 
I mean, the crowd just gets into it. It's like they just cannot wait to see who's coming out of the tunnel. So that's always a lot of fun. And they were in there the entire time. I mean, nice. they were engaged. They were watching. The team did a good job of also kind of having interviews throughout the evening, having performances by the command force. So that was really cool. Nice. And, of course, at the end, the players stuck around. Let me just tell you, I Chase Young, I was leaving. I mean, this is after the pressers. Mm-hmm. And we – you know, looked outside and we were like, wow, Chase is still out here signing autographs. I mean, the players took a lot of time. Chase was like one of the last folks out there still signing those autographs. And it, it was it was all good vibes. Definitely. Mm. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw a video of Chase Young when he walked into uh, the, the you know, not in the stadium generally, but onto the field right from the tunnel. And I heard that the fans, you know, kind of light up and that's the atmosphere you want. You know, we were we were all out there that day. You know, everybody laughed at the Washington Commanders and, you know, there's like a small handful of fans. And, you know, look, not only is that bad for the fans, like, you know, more fans who want to be there and all that. But that's that's bad for the players. It's bad for us. I mean, it adds to the atmosphere and kind of reminds everybody of of why we got into this business in the first place. So great to see all those fans out there. And then, you know, you know, the players uh, appreciate it. But. Um, from the practice though, Candy. So on Saturday night, FedEx Field, who was the best player? Because we talked about this, and, and you know, and of course, it's it's the day I'm gone, right? But Mark and Michelle, my guy, I've been waiting for number 19 to flash and, and to do some of the things that we saw him do in OTAs in the mini camp. So of course, I'm not there to see it. That's when he decides to turn up. But hey, good news for him. Social media is is everywhere. I've got good friends like you out there on ground to make sure that the message is passed along. So very happy for him. But what he was he the shining spot, the shining star of the day, or was there someone else who who kind of outshined him a little bit? Listen, you you, you said it. One nine, you know, say one nine. Mark and Michelle, <laughs> number nineteen. He yeah. has been making a case for himself on why he needs to be on this roster, and yeah. he absolutely showed and proved yet again on Saturday in front of folks. We hear all of the other names, right? But yes, I know that fans walked away from that, like probably Googling, who is this? Even though we've been talking <laughs> yeah. about it and mentioning it and showing videos and pictures like, hey, watch out for, for one nine here. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely made a statement as he has, like you mentioned, all throughout OTAs and so far in training camp. I have to give a shout out to from a defense perspective, not to be defensive heavy, because I, you know, I've been heavy on the defense in a good way, in a positive way. Yeah, Cameron yeah. Curl. Cameron nice. Curl continues to impress. He continues to show that he is maturing and evolving and wanting to make a name for himself on the team and across the league. He he's he's getting fans excited. So mm-hmm. for certain. Um, Markin, I was I was pleased and I had to smile uh, quite a bit seeing him out there as well as Cameron Curl. And I want to go back to a name that we've all been talking about, but not necessarily in this sense. It's Curtis Samuel. I was nice. happy the fans got to see Curtis Samuel yeah. and, and we did, too. Not just. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. yeah that's right. a big one. <laughs> got to see him in pads. Got to see a connection from from Carson to Curtis. That was good. It may not have been the most, you know, razzle-dazzle, so to speak, but Mm -hmm. it was still good to see him out there moving without issue, right, and and bringing that intensity. So so I'll give those three as kind of my thumbs up from FedEx practice. I would say, and that's great. And I remember Friday practice, you know, we saw Curtis. 
yep. earlier in the week, but then Friday he was shut down again. So you kind of have this feeling like, all right, well, hopefully they're gonna they're shutting him down today so they can spin him up in front of the fans because you know, just like us getting to see him, that kind of gives you that comfortable feeling of okay, when Ron comes out and, and Curtis has missed, you know, two or three practices in a row, but he says, Listen, it's part of the process, he's coming along. We've got a plan, da, da 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 When you get to see him, that's what gives you that confidence in that plan. So I'm glad that the fans were able to see uh, number 10 uh, running around the FedEx field uh, uh, surface. So let's start with the play of the day. So Mark and Michelle has two touchdown catches. Curtis Samuel is out there doing some things. We also saw a video of, of Carson Wentz hitting Terry McLaurin. Which which of, of the, the, the plays that were available would, would you pick as kind of the play of the day from that FedEx event? I, I have to give it to Carson and Terry. I mean, Terry, yeah. you know, Terry, he's another one you mentioned, Chase, and the crowd just erupting when Chase come, came right. out of the tunnel and onto the field. But I'm going to tell you, you see it at practice, and FedEx field was no different. When Terry McLaurin gets out there, and you can tell he's still, it's like he's still, even himself trying to get used to it. Like, yeah. wow, they're really cheering for me this way. And they were just, they just wouldn't stop. Once he got yeah. out there, the crowd just could not simmer down after that. They were they were hype all during warm-ups. So I think that was an exciting um display to see, you know, from Carson to Terry and just all of, you know, just everything and the off-season fans concerned and worried about whether or not the team is going to be able to um extend Terry and all those things. But I'm no. telling you, I, I felt uh, I think the the entire stadium maybe just a sigh of relief. You know, for nice. sure with Curtis, but with, with Terry, that Carson and Terry connection, I think that's exactly the excitement that fans want to see. Outstanding. Yeah. And you love, I mean, I remember, you know, first day of, of training camp, you know, Terry McLaurin, obviously, first day back, wasn't there for many camp and OTAs because of the contract situation. Uh, I actually felt bad for Kelvin Harmon because Kelvin Harmon comes walking down the player ramp ahead of Terry McLaurin, and people are just anticipating Terry walking up. So, Nobody says, oh, Kelvin or, you know, Harmon or anything. And then as soon as Terry steps up, it's, oh, Terry. And then Kelvin kind of looked over his shoulder like, oh, I guess I'm just, just chopped liver now. You know, I mean, that's that's when you're a grinder. So fans, you know, we uh, we, lo- we love you guys being out there. The players, like, give give the Kelvin Harmons of the world a little bit of love, too. Yeah. They, they appreciate you guys uh, as well. So, so is Tressway. Like, I don't think I've seen Tressway. Anytime somebody yells Tressway, he always goes over and, and says hi to them. So. Uh, another practice on Monday. So Sunday, the players were off Saturday night at FedEx. They got the day off Sunday. So back at it Monday morning. Uh, what did you see Monday morning uh, kind of from a player aspect? Let's kind of hit the same notes, kind of the player of the day of Sunday's practice. You know, it's, it's, it's today was more, it was more of, or it was more of the, cause of course they're not in pads, right? So mm. they, they were pads quite a bit last week. And so it was definitely not walkthroughs. They were going yeah. a lot more through the progressions. It was super hot. So I, I feel like Ron might have, you know, had the practice maybe about, maybe ended about 10 minutes, maybe earlier than normal. Was it just a little bit before 11 mm-hmm. um, that it ended? But the defense, I think, I, and it's not just one player on the defense. And we've seen this, right? Where Chris, Coach Chris Harris is just hyping up his guys. And at that yeah. point, you, all eyes are everywhere. You know, those defensive backs, they are literally just anticipating the throw. They got their eyes on the quarterback. They've got their eyes on the football. And it was another one of those days at practice, even going through the progressions and just dealing with the heat. They were yeah. still turning it up and flying around everywhere. So not necessarily just one player or play. It's just that whole 
unit position group of the of the defensive backs are continuing to be consistent and impressed during camp. Yeah, Coach Harris, one of the great motivators. I mean, listen, yes. there there are times where he gets going, and I want I, you know, like you know what, thirty one, you get out, I'm coming in, I'll I'll run this play, I'll get down the Buffalo nickel, but of course, I would I would be killed on the field <laughs> if I did that. Um, Sam Cosme would see me come in and just get to the second level faster than you've ever seen him get before and just level me. So uh, play of the day. So, I mean, I mean, even if even if the defense just completely won the day, which we've seen happen and before, and look, that's that's more of a testament towards the defense, I think, sometimes than it is on the offense. Again, growing pains are going to happen. But, you know, even if it's on the defense side of the ball, what was the, what was the play that stood out the most to you? You know what? Interesting enough, the play that kind of stood up, stood out the most to me, and this is something we have. I know I just cheered on the, the defensive backs a, a, a bit here, but I do want to give some credit to the linebackers. I know that's been an area of concern mm -hmm. and being able to see the linebackers get after it in terms of getting to the quarterback. I saw them do that a couple times, um, getting right to, you know, you know, to Carson. Um, yeah. and even Taylor or Sam at times, but I've seen, you know, Cole Holcomb was able to do that a time or two today, as well as Jamin Davis. I know folks have been concerned about that, that group, but I see the progression as camp has gone on. And so I want to give them a, a shout out for sure, because yeah. again, it was like, you know, you, you don't really want to say anything to make anyone be alarmed about, you know, quarterback play, but that was the play, you know, because the linebacker is another position that I know folks are concerned about. But they made Absolutely. definitely made made some good plays there today for sure. This episode of Locked On Commanders podcast brought to you in part by Built Puffs, a Built Bar product at Built.com. If you haven't tried Built Puffs, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys—a marshmallowy soft protein bar that is covered in 100% chocolate. So not only does it taste great but it's good for you. What's great about Built products is they all are made using collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and it provides tons of health benefits for you. So not only are you eating something that tastes delicious, but it's actually good for you. So head to Built.com and get your favorite Built Puffs or your favorite Built Bars, whatever your favorite Built product is. And when you do, use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off of that order. Again, it's promo code LOCK15 at Built.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. She is Candy Waller at SE, joining us here on the Locked On Commander Podcast, uh, covering all DMV sports, so make sure you're checking out everything she's doing all around uh, the DMV sports scene. But we're talking commanders today, and we're talking week three of training camp. Candy, week two, Phil, or uh capped off right by the FedEx field practice. Mm -hmm. That was the end of week two. Monday is the beginning of week three. Also the beginning of the first game week uh, of the preseason, the Carolina Panthers, um, not the Commanders, the Panthers, <laughs> the Carolina Panthers coming to town uh, to face off against Burgundy and Gold. What is it you want to see? What are your overall thoughts kind of of week three? You've been in training camp before. You've seen the development of a team, the progression that they go through, you know, week one, week two. We've already had those in the books. So what do we need to see? 
in week three from the team. Defense-specific players maybe mm -hmm. uh, as they get through this next week of training camp, but also get ready for their first lab opponent. You know, I, I think preseason game one is where we really need to see the offense gel together consistently. Yeah. Um, Coach Rivera has said that Carson will play. He has not said, of course, how long, what, mm -hmm. what have you. But he's made it clear that Carson will play. So then I guess that, that can also allude to the rest of the ones or those that are looking at ones and twos will play as well against Carolina, which is good which yeah. they should, but I think now in game tempo pace, all of those things is where you kind of want to see it start to come together. I'm not saying it needs to be perfect, but what I am saying is some of the inconsistencies and inaccuracies we've been seeing throughout yeah. OTAs and camp kind of need to just feel that progression is being made um, versus just saying it. And so right. really want to see that against another defense, right? And then from a defense perspective, I really want to see is what we're seeing, is what we're seeing real? Like, is this real? I remember last year, there was so much to say about the defensive line and the defense yeah. overall. And it, it, and it didn't really pan out that way for the season for that overall unit. So I really think this is the year. I think, you know, David, we sat out, we stood out there and we said, you know what? Just looking at the ones on this defense, this defense on, on paper is no. mean. They're, they're right. excellent. So I'm really hoping that what we've seen, who they are on paper really comes to light game time on no. Saturday for certain. I, I really think, you know, I'm, I'm just feeling good. You always want to say, this is their year. This is their year. And then you're going to be like, well, I don't, I don't know. Maybe next year. Yeah. So, so hopefully. <laughs> next year will be the year. That'll be it. <laughs> exactly. For real this, for real this time, guys. Last right, year we were joking. This time. So that's what I want to see. I, I want to see the for reals this time. And going yeah. back to the offense, I really want to see how the offensive line does. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, listen, that defense, I mean, and we've talked about this too, right off off air and, and off to the side. Like, either this defense is, is playing really, really well during training camp, or this mm -hmm. offense just isn't that great. And and it doesn't look like a situation where the offense just isn't that good and the defense is taking it. It looks like a situation where the defense is doing things to impose their will on the offense because at the same time, there are moments where the offense kind of gets back a little bit and, and kind of gives them a taste of their own medicine. So you hope that what is happening is that iron is sharpening iron instead of iron just cutting through butter that's you know that's the best analogy uh, i can kind of make and going into last year you know it looked at times like this defense was getting pushed around by people and this version of the defense even though a lot of the players are the same the mentality just kind of looks a little bit different that they're ready to come out and kind of be the bully a little bit they're going to tell opposing offenses no you're gonna here's what you're going to do because we're going to make you do it and that's the attitude uh, that i kind of want to see carry into this first game and then through the first game into the regular season so hopefully we get to see that um, a lot of groups competing, right? There's there's some competition in the back end of the DB group. Uh, maybe, you know, we, we saw a little bit of David Mayo running with the ones and some certain packages that Ron Rivera talked about. Uh, but then there's also some some D-line stuff with Fidari Mathis, how how often is he going to get in there? But then on offense, really, it seems like there's that's where the bulk of the competition is coming from, running backs, uh, wide receivers. I mean, beyond the top three, I think Terry, Curtis, and, and Jahan are obviously kind of your top three. But even though, like, Cam Sims, Dax Milne, we're pretty confident they'll make the roster – what order are they in and how often are they on the field? Tight ends, running backs. 
I mean, Candy, there's there's competition all over, and it looks really good. Which position group do you think is the most competitive right now of all of them? I'm I'm really I'm glad you mentioned the running backs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is a position group that's kind of under the radar right now, but they're all they they've been all making cases for themselves. I mean, I know everyone's been, you know, of course, everyone knows Antonio Gibson, you know, we've been hearing about, you know, J.D. McKissick, of course, the rookie Brian Robinson, but there's something to be said about Jarrett Patterson, right, and Jonathan Williams, who was on uh, their practice squad last year. Jonathan Williams has been playing very well. He's had a great camp. Yeah. And nobody's really talking about it. I mean, Ron brought him up a little bit. I think that was last week or one of those that maybe it was walkthrough day or something. And I'm like, I'm glad somebody said something because, mm-hmm. <laughs> because 41 has been making moves. It's been very yeah. consistent, um, completely making a case. We're going to go back to that wide receiver group. You know, um, Kelvin Harmon has been solid. Yeah. During camp, he he really has going back to the Kelvin Harmon, um, Mark and Michelle. I mean, that's going to be a tough decision to make, uh, for sure. I think, I think what's going on now, I'm gonna move to the tight ends with the tight ends, they're dealing with so many injuries right now, right? Uh, you know, Cole, both Cole Turner and Curtis Hodges were, were you know, kind of working on the side field. And I'm like, well, what happened to Curtis? I mean, I know <laughs> Cole Turner was gonna, you know, John Bates came out a bit for the individual position drills, but mm-hmm. you know, everyone knows Logan Thomas is hurt. So I'm like, Oh man, like that was the, then that was a tight end group. I know when you and I were first talking, I was like, I feel really good about the tight end. Right. Right. And now I was like, okay, half of them are hurt. All right. So yeah. it, it, and it can go on and on and on, but I really think on that offensive side of the ball, there's a lot of not sure who's going to get those last spots on the depth chart would not be upset of any of them getting those last spots because they've all been showing improving for certain. They're all having really good camps. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's the great problem that Washington's going to have when it comes to cut time is you, it's going to be hard, but that's a good thing. Like, you know, you don't want it to be an easy decision. It's like, Oh, we've got these, we got these seven guys, these other guys, we'll see if we can put them on the practice. Like, no, you want to have to make those hard calls and kind of think about how it's going to impact everything else and the ripple effects. Uh, and all those things. And yeah, you mentioned Jonathan Williams specifically. That's great because I do. I think he's quietly, very quietly having a really great camp. And I know, you know, my, my co-host here, Chris Russell, that was one of his his pre-training camp bold predictions that Jonathan Williams was actually going to get that last running back spot. And Jarrett Patterson uh, is going to end up on the practice squad. But Jarrett, no slouch himself. Like he's he's not just going to – if Jonathan Williams takes that last spot, he's going to take it. Jarrett is not going to let him have it. Uh, but we got a lot of good rookies on this team as well. Brian Robinson, Cole Turner, oh, yeah. you know, when he's healthy and, and all those things. Percy, Percy Butler, I mean, Christian Holmes, oh, yeah. the seventh round pick, is, has just flashed as well. Chris Paul, I mean, he's looked good in certain sets and and, and in some of his one-on-ones, uh, granted with guys, you know, further down the depth chart. But who is your, your favorite rookie? I don't care how you want to analyze this from talent, you know, depth chart, or just the guy that just makes you smile the most when you see him play football because all these guys are doing well. Who's your favorite rookie so far? Brian Robinson. I mean, I just really think Brian Robinson, he's so tough. Yep. He is so tough. And it was one of those things where it was like, okay, can't wait to get in pads. And there's been so much talk about um, him uh, forcing missed tackles. And and we can see it. We can see it. He is taking a hit and holding on to that football. 
He is holding on to the football. He is not taking that football lightly. (laughs) (laughs) It is like, wow. I mean, of course, you know, game play, you know, it it remains to be seen. But I have just, I I really enjoy watching that position group anyway. You know, basically Mm -hmm. where we stand, you know, they're right there. So it's like it's hard not to miss them or just stand there and just kind of be, you know, like, wow. You know, they're really going for it. But I think, um, you know, Coach Randy Jordan compared him to Alfred Morris and Adrian Peterson in terms of size and just overall toughness. And that's real. That is real. I've really had a good time um, watching him. And I think he's getting better. Mm -hmm. You know, we saw it, you know, minicamp OTAs, but I really think he's getting better as, as the days go on. Yeah, and that's actually that's your hands, but that's actually what I'm really looking forward to because you know it, it it's it's it sucks to have to miss this week. You know what I mean? It's part of being the yeah, double duty guy, and, and you know, right, right, yeah. I mean, look, cupcakes, say stuff. Like <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to complain about going to watch Tom Brady play football for a week. Like that's that's something that, that you'll never hear me do. But at the same time, you know, you want to be on the beat. But look, I'm looking forward to it because when I get back now, it's it's been a week. It's been it'll be it'll have been five practices that that you know since the last time I saw them. So I'm looking forward yeah. personally to seeing like does Carson look different? It's almost like coming home from a business trip and you're like, oh, you look at your kids, you're like, oh man, you grew <laughs> since I've been gone. And they're not kids, so it's not the same sense. But I think right. you know it kind of fits. So I'm looking forward to getting back uh, to see that. So. This episode of Locked On Commanders Podcast brought to you by Dave. Level with me. We've all been in situations where we were a little strapped for cash. Maybe we can only put a few gallons of gas in the tank or we're stretching out the groceries that we have until the next payday where we can go buy some more. Well, what if you could look forward to future you and look for a little help from yourself in the form of cash today? Well, now you can do that with Dave, the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank buy some more groceries, pay the bills, whatever you need it for. And the best part is there's no credit check and there is no interest. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief that they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and you need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app right now from the from the app store. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for the extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve member FDIC. Future you will thank you. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. She's Candy Wallace, Locked On Commanders Podcast. Joining me here at SeawaltSE on Twitter. Make sure you're following Candy so you can get all of the things going on over at Seawalt Sports and Entertainment covering all of your DMV sports. So make sure you give her a follow. Check out the great work that she is doing over there. Finally, Candy, this is the big question. I know my answer. Is this still a defensive-minded team? Is Are the Washington Commanders still a defense-first team that's going to win with pass rush, stop the stop the other team, and then get an early lead, run the ball? Or is this, is this a team that we expect Carson Wentz to throw the ball 30, 35 times a game and try to get three touchdowns through the air every day? 
it's definitely got to be a balance. Carson cannot, I, I would not recommend Carson throwing the ball <laughs> that many times. I, I, I think the defensive line has to, is exactly what we were talking about a moment ago. They have to be who they are on paper. They have to be who they are on paper. They have to have a strong showing on third down. They yeah. have to get, they have to get the other team off the field. They, they, they have to get the other team's office off the field to give. Um, and, and as long as Carson has a balance, right, he's got his receivers and hopefully some, some um, healthy tight ends and a solid run game. And I think you can see the commanders do, do some really good things this season uh, with the schedule that they have. I think yeah. we've discussed this too or, or, um, or, offline a bit. You got to go into Dallas – what is that? Two and zero. What week? What mm-hmm. week? Dallas week three. Or week well, four? Dallas is week four. So you got week yeah, four. you got Jacksonville, Detroit, Philly, and then Dallas. So you at least gotta try, 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 and definitely first two weeks you gotta get those. Yeah. If you can go into Dallas with one division game under your belt, that is the. I mean, of course, it's the optimal you know scenario. Right. But no, but for real though, it's serious. Like they, they really need to show that and where it's an opportunity to showcase the talent they have in each one of those position groups. I don't think the team, I mean, you know, we feel really good about uh, all of these position groups, but I don't think one sole position group is going to win you the game. Right. So everybody's got to show, everybody has to come together and show and prove And the coordinators are going to have to um, really maybe even tailor that a bit so that they're yeah. playing on, on these players' strengths and they're, they're using and, and using them in ways where the players are most strong starting out instead of kind of forcing them into situations where they may struggle. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, I think it's a great point because I think you look at those first four matchups, right, and not to get too early in the game previews, but like Jacksonville, you know, you, you have a mobile, more more mobile quarterback, not like a Pat Mahomes, but a more mobile Quarterback Travis Etienne apparently is looking pretty good there in Jaguars training camp. So you expect kind of a, a, a you know, they're going to move the line of scrimmage. So your, your edges have to be set. Your linebackers got to be fluid. But then also your safety's got to crash down and run support to keep them in, in third and long. But then you get to the Detroit Lions, more of an outside traditional offensive attack with the tight ends taking advantage of soft middles of the field. So you got to be disciplined in your zones and your coverage and not be so aggressive, I think. And then Philly, you know, pass rush, if you can get home, cause some problems with Jalen Hurts, but your safety's got to be on point because I think if you get any big chunk plays in the air, it's going to come from a safety being out of play. And then Dallas, you've got, again, it's, well, they're kind of a mixed bag, honestly. Like Ezekiel Elliott, is he going to be anything by week four? Who's going to be their number one receiver? So as of right now, you kind of don't know how you're going to attack that offense. So I think it's a great point you made, you know, defense week in, week out, like whatever your job is, you know, whatever your your key is for that opponent, you got to make sure you're on it. And, and I do, I agree with you. I think this is a defense first team and you know uh i kind of like it you know I, I was never a basketball star but you know i played a little bit and i had a coach once that was you know every trip down the court we're looking for two we're looking for the easy basket move the ball around get someone open for an easy shot let's get the two if we get a transition possession or if we get an extra possession you know we keep them from scoring okay now let's look for the three but if it's if it's an even battle let's take the two and let's just let's grind it out till we see our opening kind of like a boxing mentality even though yeah. i never boxed you know don't go for the big swing every single time but speaking of big swings, Candy, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Uh-oh. This is completely unfair. And uh, somebody will probably not like your response. Oh. Who is the Washington Commanders starting quarterback 
in the 2024 season. Ooh, I'm sure he's going to like this. Hey, listen. Oh, wait, 2024? 2024. Hey, so listen, this is really Carson's job to lose. But hey, if he loses it, I think it's Sam Howell's. Okay. So not so not Taylor. We don't think we've seen enough out of Taylor because I think he does look better this year than he did last year. But I mean, do we? Do you think there's enough ceiling there for him to get that that high, or do you think we're we're almost to the to the peak? I think we're almost to the peak. I mean, you're right. You're exactly right. Taylor looks better. Yes, he does. And you know, I I, I would you know because we've seen Taylor, so we we know we know that the offense can, can follow Taylor in the team overall can follow Taylor. But right. I do think 2024, if Carson, you know, this is his shot. This is it's his job to lose, and if it happens that way, I think 2024, it will be Sam Howell. Yeah, I can see it. I mean, even if Carson comes out this year, he comes out next year, does well. You can yeah. see this team still letting him walk away, let him go hit free agency, let him let him find another job, and Sam Howell mm-hmm. takes the reins. You know, it's 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 hard to uh, it's hard to predict. You know, that's why it's a hard spot. So everybody out there, like you know, if you just completely disagree, grain of salt. We're talking two years in the future, so don't don't get too bent up about it. But Candy, I appreciate you one taking the question and then boom, you, you hit it with confidence, and that's what we need our leaders out here to do. So Candy Waller at Seawall, S-E, on Twitter. Seawall Sports and Entertainment. Got you covered for all your DMV sports. Make sure you give her a follow. Candy, thank you for coming in here to uh, to get us caught up. I look forward to seeing you on the practice field around this time one week from now. Absolutely. I will see you there. A big shout-out to Candy Waller of Seawall Entertainment and Sports. Make sure you go – or Sports and Entertainment. Sorry. Make sure you go check her out. Check out all the great work she's doing. We thank you for making the Locked On Commanders podcast. First listener, your first view – Every single day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. Vinny Iyer brings you the intellectual angle of fantasy football. Chris will be back tomorrow with Jay Gruden, former head coach in Washington. So you're not going to want to miss that conversation. And then I will be back to wrap up my part of the week uh, as we go back and forth again. I am on site in Tampa, so we're kind of splitting the duties this week so bear with us we'll still bring you all the accurate and up-to-date commanders information as we can get it in the meantime if you got questions or topics or comments about what we discussed today or in any other episodes hit us up at the at locked on washington commanders at gmail.com or call in and be a part of the show by dialing 301-615-3577 for chris russell i am david harrison make sure you're checking everything that we're doing with team 980 and at commanders country part of sports illustrated until we speak again please If you're out and about, be safe, be kind to one another, wash your hands, don't drive like a maniac, and thank you for joining me right here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.